Breakfast. Julia Crisculo joins us on the line and she's a pharmacist, complementary medicines expert, excuse me, and life coach. Julia, thank you for joining us this morning and welcome to the show. Hello, Wasanga. Wonderful to be with you. So we're chatting about vitamins and supplements. We are in a time that is very, very um, it's unprecedented when it comes to human mm. health. Also, the ways in which we look after ourselves has been really hampered. Our hospitals are in a situation and health practi- practitioners need our assistance. We need to look after ourselves. Would you mm. give us a better idea of how vitamins C, D, omega, three fatty acids, zinc, iron, and selenium boost our immune systems? I know it's a lot, <laughs> but please hold our no hands. <laughs> yes, wonderful, Wasanga. Absolutely. Um, yes, as you have painted the picture, there's a lot out there that feels scary and out of our control. But on the other side, Wasanga, the beautiful thing is that um, we have a lot of control in terms of what we put into our bodies and also to appreciate the magnificence of our body, that it's supremely intelligent. Our immune system is a uh, natural miracle, the way that it's designed to be able to catch and uh, notice anything foreign, like viruses and bacteria, and that thing before they take hold of the body. So our body is very intelligent, but it needs our help in terms of eating the right food, looking after ourselves. That's what's important. And so um, there was an interesting study that was done recently um, by the Linus Pauling Institute at Oregon State University. And one of the professors there, Professor Gombart, what they did, uh, Wasanga, is they studied different nutrients, like the ones you mentioned, vitamin C, vitamin D, omega-3, zinc, iron, and selenium. And they wanted to find out how do these nutrients actually influence the immune system. And what they discovered was that they are not just nice to have supplements. They actually are essential in the optimal function of the immune system. They are non-negotiable ingredients in terms of how the immune system functions. And so if you don't have those in your body, then already your immune system is compromised, which means that you are less able to fight infections, bacteria and viruses when they come along. So, you know, supplements and all of that, it's not just woo-woo stuff and expensive urine and wasting of money, as some people believe. Mm. And if you are not receiving all those nutrients from your diet, then it's actually really important to supplement to make sure that you give your immune system what it needs to function optimally. What are the risks, uh, Julia, for posed to people who have low nutritional levels? And um, you can assume that uh, a person who has low nutritional levels, can you look at someone and say, okay, uh, your nutritional, one of the signs I think is um, that you, we look at commonly, I think is the fingernails and also the eyes. Can yes. you give us a better picture really of what um, risks are posed to people with low nutritional levels? And is it possible to look at it, to recognize it just from um, looking at someone? Mm-hmm. Yes, and also exactly what you said was saying your nails will be very brittle and not good condition. Your hair will also not be good. Your skin um, will not be in good condition. And a lot of times your energy is low. You feel tired. You feel fatigued. You might be pale. You just don't have a good sense of well-being. You might also find that you get sick very often. You're more prone to getting styes and fear blisters and boils. And also... Um, uh, you might find that um, you have some 
aches and pains in your body, um, and yeah, your digestive your digestive system doesn't work so mm. well. Um, you just off center. You don't feel a deep sense of well being, and um, these are some of the signs that you might pick up to show you that you're actually missing some of the nutrients. And also, you might get muscle cramps, tingling in your hands, oh, uh, your brain doesn't feel you know clear and uh, functioning optimally. There's a few things. If you've just joined us, we are with Julia Crisculo. She's letting us know a bit more about uh, the various vitamins and how our immune system can benefit uh, from, um, I think, a proactive approach. Uh, Julia, what we're seeing at the moment, and it's quite scary, is, and we've been imploring people to stay indoors because our hospitals are burdened at the moment mm. with uh, a term that a lot of us have come to know, comorbidities, people who have high blood pr- pressure, pre-existing and mm. historical uh, conditions themselves with regards to this uh, discussion. Is there a proactive approach we can take to our diet? I think one of the discussions is organic versus supplementary. Are they at war or is there a a symbiotic uh, system or balance you can find? Yes, I believe that food should be your medicine. So go back to nature. Eat wholesome foods that are rich in good nutrients. And one tends to find in organic food that they are more nutrient-rich of course, it's always, always dependent on what kind of soil they're grown in. And normally when we think of organic, we think of the soil being good, rich in nutrients, and that people don't use the pesticides and fertilizers which are not good for us. Mm. But if we find that, um, you know, we're eating well and we're still having some of those symptoms, then it's an important supplement. You know, for example, you know, taking something like vitamin C. We speak a lot about <clears throat> vitamin C, yeah. especially the liposomal form, because vitamin C is actually involved in the growth, development, and repair of all body tissue. So it's involved in so many aspects of well-being in the body. It helps with uh, creating a strong immune system. It actually helps to make the weapons the body needs. Uh, They're called ROS, radical oxygen species, that help to fight bacteria and viruses. Um, Also, you know, you think we live in a beautiful sunny country, so get out Mm. into the sun to get your vitamin D. But if you're not getting enough sunshine, then take a vitamin D supplement yeah. in the spray form that's well absorbed. Because again, vitamin D has been shown to have so many beneficial effects on the immune system, on the cardiovascular health, on insulin levels. So if you have comorbidity factors like diabetes, like being overweight, like cardiovascular disease, then something like vitamin D will give you a much better chance if you do get uh, exposed to a virus or bacteria and give you a much better fighting chance to stay, to recover and be well. Julia, would you say the stereotype that uh, the strong uh, man, you know, people who suffer in silence, those kind of things, they, they tend to, I think for me, what I've noticed uh, was watching uh, 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 Mr. Nelson Mandela and I think also Desmond Tutu. And I think uh, prostate cancer is one of those things that, that has made me aware. Do you think the stereotype that men don't look after themselves is something that manifests and is common? Um, and a lot of times you'll find the burden will be on the mother or the, 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 the partner mm. to say, listen, go get your checked, your, yourself checked out. Is, is that stero- stereotype prevalent? Yes, of course. I want to do justice to men because we're all so different and unique, beautiful creatures. But mm. if generally speaking, you know, we do have that kind of stereotype. But of course, it is a blanket generalization. But in general, the thing is, whether it's a man or a woman, mm. if you are 
not taking care of yourself. And you spoke about, you know, being strong and keeping everything in. Yeah. And that's a huge part of health and well-being. In other words, dealing with your stuff, dealing with your emotions and not just stuffing everything inside. Because if you don't allow emotions to be processed and move, they actually get stuck in the body and cause disease. So whether you're a man or a woman, the important mm. thing is to take care of your physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual health mm. and well-being. Mm. You know, health and well-being is not just physical, all those levels. So um, and it's not necessarily about going to a doctor. It's actually take a step backwards and get in touch with your own body. No, okay, if I'm really tired, why am I pushing through? I need to rest. Mm-hmm. If I'm overweight, why am I still drinking, you know, six cans of Coca-Cola a day? Oh, my goodness. So it's really much about self-awareness, and that is across all genders. It doesn't really matter who or what you are. It's about self-awareness. Oh, that's a that's an important one, and taking ownership of your health and seeing it as an investment versus as an expense. There is that discussion yeah. as well about investing in your health because it, yeah. it may be much more devastating down down the line, and the body reacts after a long period of mm. of of, of uh, I think ill treat treatment. How early? Yeah should we start having the conversation about supplements and nutrition, especially when you're talking about the lunch tins of, of children? I talked about me being a mama's boy. My mom says to me, I know you're not getting sleep. Your immune system is compromised. Get some vitamins. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> good mother. She's a wise woman. Yes, of course, you know, we cannot put sleep in a tablet and take that. So we've got to get back to the fundamentals, you know, good sleep, good nutrition, manage your stress, get into nature, move your body. You know, it's, it's really simple. We make it so complicated. Mm. But be that as it may, sometimes our lifestyle is such that it's not easy to do those simple things. You know, mm. when you're working a certain job and the hours are extreme, you know, but then you need to find other ways to rest in between, for example. But yes, we should begin preconception, you know. Yeah. It's something that we um, need to know and be aware of throughout our whole lives, not when you, you know, 35 or when you 60, it's from the beginning to teach our children and model to them mm. what does it look like to eat healthy food. And are we eating that? Are we doing takeaways five days a week? Oh, my gosh. So it's about modeling that as parents, living that, and also educating ourselves as much as we can. It comes back to awareness. Being aware, and, you know, and programs like this help so much in creating that awareness. I talk about one of my friend's young children, and it's a moment that happened quite a few years ago. Um, he's a child, and you know we give children juice boxes, we give them treats, chips, and all those kind of things. Yes. But um, he, he was a young boy. He was two years old at the time, and um, he was asked if he wants juice. He said, no, water, please. And I was like, Thomas, what the hell? And then Thomas said to me, no, he drinks water. He wants water, and I've taught that to him. I was even surprised that children now at a dinner table will ask you, where does it come from? <laughs> Wow, that is amazing. And that's how it should be. That's amazing. So, yes, often children are so much more in touch with their bodies and needs before they get corrupted by this world that is so full of, um, you know, stuff that isn't good for us. But isn't that amazing mm. that a child, and if, if, again, the parent is um, obviously aware and realizing the benefit of beginning early. Um, and helping the child realize that water is so good. So what, how, you know, I take my hat off to that parent and mm. to all parents who are able to, um, you know, provide their children with the space and um, the place to, to go with natural things like water, fresh fruit and vegetables and make those options available to them. But intuitively as children, we know we're actually born to mm. 
uh, you know, what is good for us and what our bodies need. Uh, Julia, the I think the quality of food due to how it's processed, um, the, yeah. the amount of meat that we need, uh, we're not going to be able to sustain it if you look at how much the processing of yeah. meat is really, um, if you look at the slaughterhouses in America, some mm. of the regulations that have been loosened because of uh, money making and production, mm. we, we end up getting a lower quality of food and the hunt for organic food, even raw milk is so controversial at the moment. But um, would you say that... Uh, it is expensive to live a, a, a nutritional life as opposed to fast food. I mean, if you look at, I, I once talked to someone who's an American and I was like, I'm so envious. I'd love to go to America. She was like, why? You get places that are food scarce. And I was like, how do you get places that are food scarce in America? It's like, well, we don't even have grocery shops around a lot of places in America. Wow. So it, it brought that discussion to me about um, the affordability of living a nutritious life. Yeah, and maybe that's... Uh wake up to help us see how far away we've moved from a natural way of living. You know, maybe we get into the extreme, but eventually we get to a point where we have, you know, food gardens in every single home mm. and fruit trees growing because we get to the point of that food scarcity and the poor quality of food. And maybe, you know, hundreds, thousands of years ago, that's what we used to do. Yeah. We used to grow our own food that was organic. We didn't use pesticides and maybe we're returning to that cycle, you know, getting to the other extreme where things are, are really, uh, you know, get, get to a crisis level. Yeah. Because imagine, it was something like all of us had, you know, a small food garden. You don't need a big piece of land mm-hmm. to be able to grow your own vegetables and to have some fruit trees in your garden um, and to be able to know that you, what you're growing is, is fresh, it's yeah. not adulterated by pesticides, and that your fruit is picked when it's ripe. So it doesn't sit in the warehouse, you know, for three right. weeks and lands up being so nutrient poor. So coming back to that question, is it expensive? I don't think we need to, you know, um, postpone getting healthy because of money or anything else. Mm. Um, whatever is available to us, it's about making choices. So, for example, if you buy lentils, dried lentils, dried beans, legumes, you know, good quality rice, fruits and vegetables, mm. that in itself is really affordable and it's healthy. So, yes, of course, if you want to go for top quality organic stuff, you might pay a bit more. But it's not absolutely necessary. You can still be healthy and well, even if you don't eat that kind of food. Because remember, well-being is not just physical. Mm. You know, you can eat the healthiest food in the world and be sick because in your mind, you live in fear. And uh, we have beliefs that you know, life is not safe or whatever. And that has an impact on your well-being. So there's a lot more that we have control of that lives in our mind and our thoughts and our thinking. And that we have power over and we can change that. And um, that has a huge impact on our health and well-being. It's not just on the mm. physical. So, Julia, if we have listeners who have uh, somehow had a light switch on in their minds at the moment and are considering a fridge overhaul, (laughs) you don't want to have a hostile takeover now. It has to be an an agreement, a negotiation. These things don't work well if they are are unilateral decisions. Um, We talk about the gauntlet that we fight before we get into the supermarket. You know that sweet aisle and chips? (laughs) How do we endorse a partnership when it comes to the behavior? behavioral change in a family without uh, shocking the fridge overhaul. <laughs> yes, I totally hear what you're saying, Masanga. You're very 
well-being. Uh, yeah, I think it's about awareness again. Sit down and have a discussion. Obviously, we're age-appropriate. You're not going to discuss it with your two-year-old necessarily. But again, I think it's about education and knowing why we are doing this so that, as you say, you don't go into this uh, struggle and uh, fight and war. So it's, it's about a, an understanding why we are doing this and to make it fun and creative and something that is an adventure as opposed to we should do this because it's good for us. Which straight away makes the inner rebel say, no way, I'm going to have my, you know, give me my packet of sweets. So I agree with you, it's, it's, a, it's about discussion and negotiation and, again, making small changes that are sustainable as opposed to doing a complete overhaul that collapses after two Julia Kriskulu, pharmacist, complementary medicine expert and life coach, letting us know how we can assist our immune system with nutrients and uh, vitamin C and D and other uh, vital uh, elements to, to help ourselves through this COVID period. Julia, it's been absolutely insightful. Thank you for the work that you do and your time this morning. Please do be safe. Oh, it's such a pleasure, Wasanga. It's been such a delight talking to you. Thank you.